The Church as an institution has often behaved badly. We are called by Christ to build a different kind of Church. In the name of the one who reminds us to keep awake. Amen. Good morning. So I was arriving home from a meeting yesterday when our five-year-old son cornered me and asked that I help him build with his Lego blocks. So, Daniel, what do you want to build, I asked as he dumped out the plastic bricks on the floor. Let's build a church, he exclaimed with a smile. What kind of church, I asked. I was trying to conceal a sigh. I had to laugh a bit as he held up his arms high in the shape of an arch, his grin wide. Sometimes church is the last thing I want to think about when I'm home, especially during stewardship season when the pledge cards are out and the follow-up calls are being made, and the challenges of leading an institution into a new year can weigh a little bit heavy. Yet here was my son bodily demonstrating to me the sign of the institutional church, wanting me to help build yet another one. Okay, God, I get it now. I found myself a few weeks ago asking a spiritual directee, do you really think Jesus needs all of this? Meaning, of course, the institution with its walls and its roof, its bills and its revenues, its beauty and its foibles. Honestly, I wonder that sometimes. And I know I wonder this sometimes along with many of you who labor and sweat countless volunteer hours alongside of me, alongside our staff, and alongside our other leadership in this place. Those of you who share with me both the joys and the frustrations that come with institutional work in this place. Heaven forbid, sometimes we feel a little bit institutionalized, but that's another story for another time. Because God knows that all institutions can at times behave badly, sometimes embarrassingly so. For me, today's gospel about bridesmaids and the bridegroom was a critical reminder painful in some ways, of the quite frankly embarrassing hubris of churches as institutions that played out over the past several weeks, particularly here in California. Churches as institutions, in my view at least, behaving badly, even as a new chapter in the history of civil rights was opening in the presidential campaign. Proposition 8 was ostensibly about protecting marriage, but I'm still not quite sure what it was being protected from. And it narrowly passed in California after institutional churches funneled tens of millions of dollars into a less than credible argument in advertising. 
to cynical appeals to base fears and prejudices and gave in to political pressure from the pulpits. Through all of this, institutional churches unabashedly sent an odd message to the greater world that somehow Jesus came to defend a particular definition of marriage. I don't know about you, but I have a hard time finding that in the gospel. You're welcome to disagree with me, of course, but it seems to me that Jesus had very little time for defending theological positions about any human institution, let alone marriage. Rather, the Gospels tell me that Jesus would be carrying the cross with our sisters and brothers, even members of this very flock. Jesus would be helping shoulder the burdens of our own brothers and sisters whose dignity was slapped down again this week for simply seeking to build peaceful lives and households. Peaceful lives with equal protection for their covenants and their families. So for us and for me as one of your priests, this is not an abstract political argument about religious institutions gone awry. Instead, it's a very real matter of conscience in our midst a very real matter of solidarity with real lives, real dignity, and real people living among us. In a nutshell, the passage of Proposition 8 with the backing of some pretty big institutional church muscle reminded me of one thing. Let's build a different kind of church institution here. Let's build a church that, as the body of Christ, helps carry the heavy crosses borne by members of our own flock and the wider community. Let's offer a Christian institution that includes and transforms in the name of Christ, rather than shuns and condemns. Let's build a church that openly questions how we structure traditional institutions, even our own especially when they fail to serve real human need and real human dignity. I believe that institutional questioning is one lamp in the language of today's gospel reading that we, in the Anglican and Episcopal tradition, are called to keep burning in the darkness. But you know what? You don't have to take my word for it. Just talk to our young people and listen, listen closely to what they are telling us. And you know what? There are some other great reasons, too, this year to reinvest in our own imperfect institution, this parish. Good reasons to keep scrubbing the wood and opening the doors to hope. To continue giving in this place to invite and to welcome others, friends and strangers, into our shared tradition, our journey of faith, and to be transformed again and again by their coming among us. There are signs that the bridegroom is on the move here in our midst. Our keeping the lamps lit for Christ in this parish has at last ushered in a new chapter of our own journey. Attendance is up. We're welcoming new members regularly, 
and children are filling our godly play and other Sunday programs for young people. These reasons, even each and by themselves, are what make this parish institution worth continuing and worth reinventing for a new year. And you know what? This is what gives our institution such life that even a five-year-old is inspired to want to build a church. There you go. I also want to first and foremost thank all of you who have kept the lamps burning through thick and thin these past several years. You are not simply why this institution called Church of Our Savior matters and survives, despite its many foibles, faults, and failings. You are the living faith that, by God's grace, turns this parish institution into a living, breathing, nurturing manifestation of the beloved community, what Jesus in the Gospels calls the reign of God. Your gifts are oil for the lamps. Your gracious and generous offerings of time and financial commitment fuel the light of the gospel shining in this place. And they are part of the flow of grace that you steward, coming to you from God and returning to God in the proclamation and living into Christ's transformative work in this community. You stand with the marginalized and feed the hungry. You heal the earth. You nurture the faith of children and call them to lives of conscience and mercy. And as you follow the ways of Christ, you make the institution, despite all of our shared checkered history, you and God's grace working through you make the institution good. And you make it worth the sweat and the toil. Yeah, in case you haven't figured it out yet, it's stewardship season. Time to rebuild our church, arches and all. Oh, sorry, not to scare you, metaphorically at least, for a new year. Have you started praying about your financial commitment for 2009 yet? Please do. Have you started thinking and praying about your gifts and passions for the people of God in this place in the new year? Please do. Today, after worship, we gather for a town hall meeting to talk about where we have been and where God is leading us in the coming year. Let's build a church together. For we are the bridesmaids keeping the lamps of the gospel fueled and burning, inviting all into the transformative waters of baptism and to the table for the broken bread and the common cup and then passing that practice on from generation to generation. So for those who are otherwise left in the dark, our children may rebuild the arches, trimming the bright lamps of mercy and offering Christ's transformative compassion for a new day. Amen.
Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot org. We wish you God's peace and we hope to be able to greet you in person very soon.